Welcome to Sense and Suffers Podcast. I am your host, Mario Stanley. Today's episode is with Oakley Boycott. Have you ever had that moment where you meet someone and you immediately begin a friendship? Shortly there into it, you feel like you should be exchanging middle school, high school stories. This was definitely one of those moments. At my time at the International Climbers Festival in Lander, Wyoming, I met a ton of people and Oakley is just kicking this thing off. I got to learn about her, her history with the town, a little bit about Lander, and how she is making this town a little better of a place, or at least attempting it, and how we can all help her do that. I hope you enjoy this episode with Oakley Boycott. I'll catch you at the end. All right, boom. That's running. Done. Sold. All right. All right. Uh, who are you and where are you from, and what is your connection to the outdoors and I guess this place that we're in? <laughs> Um, my name is Oakley Boycott. I was born and raised in Lander, Wyoming, and I, my connection to this place we're in, I mean, this is where I grew up. This is my hometown. This is the place that I love. Um, my connection with, I mean, I just, we just met in yeah. the booth. Yeah. I we mean, just met in the booth and I, mean, I love like, it. Like 15 seconds ago. <laughs> this is the best. It's the yeah. bee's knees, my friend. I love it. Uh, what uh, are you like multiple generations here? Or? No, um, my parents moved here in the 70s, respectively, from California and Michigan. OK. Um, and then I was born here in 1989. So do the math. My oh. birthday is August 6th. If you want to. I, mean, I got like send four me years on you. So we're good. <laughs> oh, nice. I love it. Yeah. Nice. nice. <laughs> All right. Awesome. And so like, have you been to this uh, International Climbers Festival before? Oh, yeah. I've I mean. You've been attending, I'm assuming, I've, for quite a while. Yes. I'm not a climber, though. What do you Technically. Do? do you have, like, outdoorsy things that you like to do? I mean, I like to be in the outdoors, and I like to partake in outdoors activities. It's, like, it's funny because I always, so, growing up here, mm -hmm. the climbing community, and specifically Climbers Fest, was always something that I was, like, on the outskirts of, like, on the outside looking in. Okay. And to me, growing up, I was like, dang, these are some of like the coolest people. I mean, we're I, pretty fabulous. You're pretty freaking awesome. And am I allowed to curse on this? You can say whatever okay, you want. Then this I'm, that, this is your show so, as so much as mine. I'm not going to monitor myself. Oh, then. No, please Fan don't. Fantastic. Um, yes. So, <laughs> so growing up, I always saw um, the climbing community as like a community and specifically the outdoors community and like Noel's peeps and like all, all those peeps as people that I so admired for the work that they did did and do and how they move through the world. Mm -hmm. um, both of my parents are active outdoors enthusiasts and very mm -hmm. much in that world as well, but not me so much. So I actually spent the last 15 years living in New York City. Um, oh, whereabouts? In, in Manhattan okay. and Jersey City. So back and forth between okay. the two. So, I mean, like a true New Yorker, I've lived in like over 50 apartments in manhattan yeah, and yeah that tracks I, I grew up yeah. on the east coast i have a lot of family who lives there so i'm yeah. like that's why i'm like i'm curious yeah okay. you know exactly what, yeah, yeah. what i say when i say that it's, yes. a, it's well, a vibe you, you've earned your cred <laughs> thank you thank you i don't know that what do they say like 10 10 years and you can call yourself a new yorker i don't necessarily think that's true no, at i think all. If, i think if you can survive and not be poor and still go out and have a decent life for yep. at least five there that's thriving yes because New York is not friendly. Like, no. it's a great place to visit. Oh, but if you actually... I would so disagree. I th okay, are I think... the people friendly, but, like, thriving there is not easy? No. 
No. But so like, but like environment, people, things like that. Just like once you're in, it's a great place. I think New York is one of the most abusive relationships I've ever had. Yes, I can but, agree with that. But in the sense of like, it's like, it's so toxic, but so wonderful. And like, you'll have, you know, you have those days where it just like beats you up and shits all over you and chews you up and spits you out. And then the next day you're like, this is the most magical experience I've ever had. It's just like kind of a love bombing, narcissistic relationship. But I mean, it's why I, fi- I keep going back. It's why oh. Fifty Shades of Grey was shot there. So exactly. I mean, it makes sense that that's <laughs> is the that relationship. why? <laughs> you know, I mean, they keep coming back for more. I love that. I'm slain. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, there's a reason also that I moved there from here mm-hmm. that I've never felt like I necessarily have fit in specifically with this community, though I love it and respect it and like admire it so much. Um, I've always felt on the outside looking in, in admiration of, but not actively participating in. So I've been coming to Climbers Fest since I was a kiddo. Um, what is it? Next year's the 30th anniversary i guess so I this so. is my first one so oh, welcome yeah i'm super excited thanks oh, for having I me that. i know Aww. i decided chris was just like you need to show up and i was like okay i'm i'm, I'm here yeah. no i mean it's so you've pretty... been to every single one. Oh no i like off and on over oh, okay. i'm not gonna track it i'm still trying to find someone who's been to every single one besides chris <laughs> i mean you should talk to amy i don't know who amy, amy is skinner Ma- well, l- 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 I'll grab her. Yeah, yeah introductions anyway, yeah, later. Anyway, th- I mean, I know I know so many people that I'll just send your way. Yeah, like, that, good, I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, no I problem. Just, just trying to give you content. Okay, so uh, I love it. <laughs> so with that being said, I do want to dive into what we were talking about and then what led us over here yes. to the Nemo booth. Nemo, Please. thank you. This thank booth you. is lovely. Uh, please buy, you know, the, la- the Moonlander. And I don't know what these chairs are called, but they're great. They're amazing. Oh, this Moonlander how, is... How much do these retail for? Do you know? I do not know right off the bat. I, I'm one of those people, buy once, cry once. I do not care what it costs. I'd rather just own really nice things, mm-hmm. be sad about it, and then just just cuddle up with it in my own bed and just know that it's luxurious and it's great. Well, because it's like, spend the money. Who cares if you can? But yeah. like, we're all playing with different types of currencies. Truth. So it's like money totally is a currency, but it also is. like comfort is your currency. Like your thrival is your currency. Like time is your currency. Energy is your currency. Relaxation, rest, as in the words of Audre Lorde, the most political act of revolution that you can possibly take. Well so, played. It's funny, funny you say that. I just made a post about like just emotional growth and that. And I was actually talking about how people, physical currency, like what you can do, the exaltation of your body exercising is like the lowest currency there is. Emotional currency is like three to one and spiritual currency is like tenfold more. Mm -hmm. But if you are unwilling, like, and most people inadvertently try to just use physical currency to heal all the different issues, but like people don't want to spend the emotional dollars because it's expensive and you're going to burn a lot of money and you're going to blow a lot of money trying to figure out emotional dollars and the and they don't even, most people won't even dabble into that realm. We, I, I can see this. We're going to go all well, over yeah, the place. Yeah, we could be but, here all day. That's yeah, fine. Actually, we should I mean, do I was long... supposed to be can- canvassing, but like, I'd much rather nah, sit in the shade with you. Yeah, we, we're <laughs> going to have a much longer form, either now or later, but regardless. <laughs> so um, what made you, okay, so you are running for? I'm running for Lander City Council. Okay. So with that in mind. Ward just, one. <laughs> how many wards are there? I believe there are five, two, okay. two uh, council people per ward. Okay. Oh gosh, should get that as a fact. I mean, fact this check. will this won't be going out until quite a bit later. Okay, so. great. So we can 
we can do that. Well, I mean, if you really want to chop it out, we can. But I'm pretty OG. I just yeah, leave I it. And just roll with it. I, I mean, I should know this. It's, okay. Well, I mean, regardless. no one's perfect. And and if, anyone can call me on my shit. I don't care. Yeah. Well, That's no one's fine. perfect. And if anybody actually hates on you this, then I would definitely I put them in a trivia contest and see how well they do. Exactly. Ten out of ten. Great. Yeah. So, but <laughs> easy done. Sold. So, with that being in mind, and like hearing about your story from New York and this, like, why? I mean, you're so you're pretty much saying you're planting roots. Some form of roots. I have maintained my roots here over the last 15 years, even though I've been in New York City. So I, uh, living and working in New York, I work in theater, film, and television, and entertainment. That makes so much more sense. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. You're welcome. Um, And I've always kept my roots here. I've always kept a home base here and gone back and forth. Um, I accidentally, on purpose, came back in March of 2020. Accidentally um, on purpose is a very complicated statement. Oh, it's, uh, I mean, it was the pandemic. It was a very complicated statement. We're still okay, in the never pandemic. Mind. You know I, what I mean? The, the, so March 2020, yes. I came back to visit family. So my family is still here. My Both my parents are still here. Um, and I came back, you know, for the two weeks that everyone thought we were going to take off. And two years later, I'm running for Lander City Council. So... <laughs> great why the hell not no i mean why not me so like i feel like everybody during the pandemic did like had a pandemic purchase or a pandemic existential crisis or a pandemic thing and you were like you know most people bought like sofas added a patio put in a hot tub i was like i'm gonna get an abortion and i'm gonna run for city council jesus christ woman you just like went all out you're like guess guess what i'm gonna outdo all of you i was like i'm gonna get all of the life experiences as i possibly can one of the things that we were talking about earlier i know it was like that what and I consciously implemented this at the beginning of lockdown in mm-hmm. March 2020 of actively choosing to intentionally do something one new thing every day just to keep my brain active and so makes I wouldn't sense. get bored you know that makes because sense. I I truly do believe that even within routine and even in, within all of whatever we choose to do every day that we are in fact doing new things every day that we don't even realize um, agreed but. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, oh, that is a healthy practice for me to take on to just try to do. It doesn't have to be a scary thing or a big thing like it can be, you know, making my own sourdough starter like everybody else. Or it can be something wild and crazy. It doesn't really matter. Just so long as I have that constant acknowledgement for myself personally that I'm moving forward in some capacity. Well, on a because, neurological, so on a yeah. neurological level, you're constantly creating like it, you, you're created with X amount of brain cells and whatever, and all these things fire. But like, the thing is, is like people think, well, like, well, I'm going to make new ones. No, you don't make new ones. No. You just keep the ones you have firing. And those ones that fire are connected to different things. And it's not like I have emotional ones. I have this. No, like they're all interconnected. But if you're not constantly doing little things, even in different areas, but they all connect, they all keep these skills. It's like one of the biggest things they say to, for senior citizens to fight yes. Alzheimer's is actually to do Photoshop and to edit photos and like to do like things like that because the color grading and these things because of the image that they're looking because of the details that they're trying to create in the photo and then especially if they start doing Photoshop and adding things in there oh. it triggers so many different facets of the brain that it really helps fight against it but it's one of the few things that they can do is stationary and they can just sit there and do it but it's complicated and yeah. it's not like, and you know, and like everyone's like, well, that doesn't seem that hard. Have you tried editing oh my a photo God, and so, like it'll look good? To actually do it and, and you don't do know it what well. the tools are. 
Like that's, you're Googling it. That's wicked cool. Yeah, yeah. This it is was... brilliant. So I also, side note, I work at the Lander Arts Center as their outreach coordinator. Oh. Um, and so we're doing a creative aging program right now. So this is very helpful for me. I can... Yeah. I'm not writing anything off right now. I can no, write this no, off no, as no. like take work it, hours. Take so it, great. run with it. But yeah, like seriously, the way the program works, they just take, they literally put a bunch of old people in a bus. They say everyone has to take five photos of something. Like they say, like, we want you to try to have five good photos. And they'll take like 90 photos. But then they say pick two or three photos from each area. And then we're going to pick one today just to edit. And then the, the person hosting the class already has like an example and things like that. But then they, I don't know how they run the curriculum, but essentially... They teach them or let them watch it, but then they go through that. And then someone just walks around the room and then shows them, oh, like, this is more moody. This is this. This is that. This is, like, the feelings you invoke. And they just teach them how to do it. And they're freaking good. That's Like, incredible. some of them are good because, like, you know, what is grandma house? Grandma's going to, what does she have to do all day? Especially if she's retired. I mean, also, and in working, so just in my job job that I'm currently doing now at yeah. the art center. Um, like we do have a lot of older artists that work with us, like oh, professional, cool. incredible, like brilliant older artists um, that really do struggle with a lot of technology and stuff and social media and blah, 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 and doing all that crap. Mm -hmm. And and I have so many conversations all the time of people who come to me that are like, oh, my gosh, like you're so much better than I am at this. And you're so much this and you're so much that. I was like, it's honestly it has nothing to do with anything other than the time that I've put into mm -hmm. this skill. Like Absolutely. it's just a skill. Like I'm not a good, I'm a terrible painter. I'm a terrible just artist in general, honestly. But like, um, that's all that it is. It's just a skill set and investment in that skill set. Yeah. Like anybody can be reasonably okay at most anything. Yeah. If no. We put the time and energy into it. Most talents are made and earned. Yes. And very few talents in the world are just God-given. You might have an aptitude for something, yes. but very rarely is someone just talented in it. And, like, I think that's the big misconception. People mix up aptitude for things and with talent. Yes. Like, there are people who are just genetically superior runners. They just Their genes are built for it. They just, they always win marathons or things like that. But it's not, and then there are those people who are not like those people but yet they constantly improve and they have the ability, they put the time and they have the yes. aptitude for it. Talent and this whole thing of like being blessed or that, nah. it, is, it is so mine, it's minute, but yes. everybody wants to worship that. And it, it just it's turns a into thing. a thing. It yeah. turns into no, a thing. No, we don't need to talk about that. But we're, we're going yeah. everywhere. It's, this is the best. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so you are, why did you decide to run? Like, like, like I mean, it just, like, Listening to you and like you're here, I don't know how you're planning on being here for a long time or a short time or that, but it just seems like you have so many things that you could do. You could go back to New York. You have like, I mean, the world is your oyster. You're talented, very smart, quick-witted. You can basically do anything you want. So why did you choose to do this or attempt to do this? Yeah. I mean, I'm doing it, baby. I, uh, listen, We're doing I, it. In a little bit of time, I realized when you say you're... <laughs> I, you come off as the person I'm like oh, I'm thinking about this I'm thinking now I'm doing it and get out of my way come hell or high water that's like the that's, vibe I get that's that's fairly accurate Have I know we've only known each other maybe 15 minutes but uh, that's pretty that's fairly spot on I smell my own yeah you know uh, um, have you seen the movie hell or high water no is that what I'm doing tonight after I'm done canvassing that's what I'm doing tonight Netflix hell or high water you'll oh thank, great you'll, you'll thank me later okay cool 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 um 
So I have been not like active in politics per se, but like an informed human being as best as I can be. Mm -hmm. Actively participating in the system in order to instigate change as best I can mm -hmm. for as long as I can remember. Okay. Um, to maintain like a sense of being a well-informed active citizen as best as I can be since I was a kid. Okay, great. Congratulations to me for getting that out of the way. Um, I have always been interested in exploring what actively participating in local politics looks like because I truly believe that we can sit here, you like we as an umbrella statement or blanket yeah. statement, we can sit here and we can complain all day long yep. about fucking anything. Yep. We can sit here and we can complain about government on a national scale, on a global scale, on what the fuck ever. We can complain. Complaining is so fucking easy. Complaining is the easiest fucking thing to do. I am so sick. I'm so fucking tired of our national addiction to identity politics, like party identity politics. That I think that there's many problems that we have. And I think that's one of the fucking biggest. And I'm over it. Um, I also think that we can sit and complain about all of the shit all of the time. I won't listen to people complain anymore mm -hmm. unless they are actively participating in uncomfortable conversations with people that they don't want to talk to. If they have the privilege to put themselves in harm's way. And when I say harm's way, that's physical, spiritual, psychological, emotional all of the harm. If you can put yourself in those positions and walk out reasonably safe, that's what you should be fucking doing. Otherwise, you're just sitting and you're just complaining about big things and not actually engaging in one-on-one -on -one situations and one-on-one -on -one local politics because anything is political. Anything and everything is political, whether you want to think about it that way or not. Like everything is a part of the system. Yeah, I it, is, it makes it's funny hearing you say that it makes sense why you're gravitated towards climbers because we're not afraid of skinning our knee. And I think that's mm. a simple thing is the way for me to put it is like the reason why everything else is so frustrating. And in my opinion, like people just don't want to skin their knee. They're like a toddler or a child. They skin mm. it, they cry, it hurts, but they just don't want the discomfort. Yeah. Like you're right. Putting yourself where you're in a situation where you are in harm's way, but like you're, you're probably not going to do anything more than skin your knee, bruise your ego, e ego. Insecurity and ego are the same thing. Yes. And so you'll bruise it a little bit, but you will heal. And the thing is, is like most people, I think, unless you are in some form of adventure sports or something where you, you've got to be involved in something where when shit goes wrong, there's just no one else to fix it but you. Yep. And the thing is, is that is not a hard skill to acquire. You don't technically need to be an outdoorsy person. It is just easier to develop that skill yes. based on being outdoors. But you can do that, not doing that. And once again, I think you can do that through simply what you said before, doing something new every day and knowing that mm -hmm. sometimes it won't go so well and sometimes it goes great. But if I think if you're constantly doing that, and I think that's interesting because when you say that, like that's what was coming in my mind. I just had this image of like, 40 people complaining and then you ask them to do something and then they're all like grabbing their knee and they're like, Ooh. you don't want to do the thing. I mean, it's <sighs> like what you were talking about earlier um, in terms of like voting, voting straight ticket. Oh my God. It drives me nuts. Yeah. And then, but then like you get people being like, Oh yeah, but I hate the thing. And I hate the thing. And it's like, well then did you do your research? Did you do your homework? Did you do anything? They make it so easy yeah. for you. Like literally there are websites you can go type in your County, type in your zip code. You'll see everybody that's coming up. 
on both sides of the tickets, what they're for, what they're not, and then additional links to further information. And then you can print out a little cheat sheet, write on a piece of paper mm -hmm. what you want. I mean, you can literally just go through order and have people's names click, 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 click. But like, then you have people straight ticket vote, but then they're mad about certain options. I'm like, you didn't, like, I don't want to say that you don't get the complaint because at the point right you now. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But yeah, I'm probably not going to listen to those complaints unless you are doing your Actively homework. doing things. And the yep. worst part about it is, is it's like, it's, it's this double-edged sword. Like, I'm not going to listen to you, but at the same time, in order for me to continue to show a little yes. bit of love and a little bit of compassion to eventually, hopefully one day that you won't be a complete fucktard, then I, I, I've got to do this. And yeah. it's like, it's this like, it's small, little heavy lifting. Once again, I think, Outdoors, sports, anything like that, like you're used to doing that, especially yeah. if you're bringing new people along, you're understanding like this heavy lifting and you don't, it doesn't have to be in this realm for you to learn that skill. But I just think most people want to be comfortable and want it to be easy. It's like I said this earlier before Martin Luther King said the most dangerous person is the moderate, mm -hmm. not the Klansmen, not the ultra conservative, not the ultra liberal liberal it is the moderate yes because they just want to go along to get along mm -hmm. and it it's it's not about in my opinion it's not about being super leftist or right it's about constantly swinging the needle yes so the needle just keeps moving because this is an ocean not to be a it's we're meant to be living in an ocean not a frozen lake yes and i feel like it's starting to turn into a frozen lake or a, or a dry a dry riverbed or mm -hmm. something like that and I, it terrifies me. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I truly, the thing that has helped me so much in just switching my own mindset in regards to identity, um, like there are identities that we are born with, mm -hmm. but then there are, are identities that are placed upon us and identities that we get to choose. Truth. So the more that I can put into practice, not having and holding that addiction to my identity and the more that I can move through spaces as healthfully and helpfully as possible without that addiction or at least keeping it at bay the more change I or I don't even know if change is the right word but the more healing I see happening in the ability my ability at least to show up and maneuver spaces and have conversations with people and actually instigate change if that tracks if that no makes it does sense. It, it definitely tracks it's it's comp i mean it's very complex yeah it, but... it's it's like i always like the phrase that i always like to use it's like this is like mole like if you're familiar with mole yeah. like no one's mole is the same it, it, and it's complicated yeah but i think it's also that's the very nature of it and it involves intention and it involves us being really engaged mm -hmm in order to like kind of figure these things out yeah. and make make some form of a, dif a, a difference so what is it like how old are you if you don't mind me asking i'm going to be 33 on august 6th you have amazing double helixes thank your parents i would have never guessed so it's true so what is the process like like what is like like kind of walk me through in the day and like a week in the life of like campaigning and like what is it like here i mean because i live in dallas texas mm -hmm. Two point something million people. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's two thousand people in this town. There's, I think, there's just 
7,000 something. I don't know the exact population. Okay. I should, nah, these are stats I should probably know if I'm running for a public office, no, but I also it's okay. I, I, I think this is called, a, I think that's what's yeah, called that's a okay. cheat sheet. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. I left that in the car. Yeah. So, if, so honestly, if someone like knows every one of these stats and they were running and like that's all they could recite stats, I'm like, you are not the person that I want in office. Show up and be a person first. Yeah, don't, that's, no I robots. Mean, that's my campaign slogan, people over politics. So um, be a person first and fuck being a politician i just i can't be bothered with that anymore i think that if the system is too challenging for your average person to partake in it then there's something wrong with the system and there's something wrong with the system. i think that you know like like not not throwing names out not throwing party names out there but there are groups of people <laughs> who are trying to make it challenging and yes. trying to make it harder yes. whether it's through very indirect or direct changes yes. to voters' rights, voters' yes. registrations, laws, a huge things problem. around that. Yeah, it's a it's mean, massive problem but, in Texas. I mean, yeah. you can now get you can now get arrested and have jail time for giving someone water in a hundred and eight. Like, I'm not saying it's that temperature when we're going to go vote, but Texas Texas is always hot, and it's definitely been a hundred degrees or above ninety waiting outside to vote, and you can get arrested for giving people water oh and just standing God. out there. I did not know that. Oh, That's oh, it's so nasty. That's oh, it's so... getting nasty. It is, it's funny. On another episode, quite a while back, uh, it was, um, I think it was, it was the, not this last Juneteenth, but the one before. One thing I really want to see, and I don't think I'll ever see it in my lifetime. I hope I do, but I want national and local elections days to be state and federal holidays. Yes, and I think it should be. Because, yes. but the thing is, is if that was to happen, <laughs> oh my gosh, people would lose their mind. Yep. Okay, yep. so we we, we anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. So what is it like? So like, how, like, just kind of walk me through because I don't know this world, and this yeah. is super curious to me. Um, to be honest, before doing this, I didn't know this world either. So I'm, I mean, I'm working with people who are helping me along as I go and doing what I think I should be doing. Um, as of right now. I am getting up every morning. So I live in Ward 1, which is the, I mean, if anybody listening has ever been to Lander, that's everything north of Amoretti Street, which is not a whole lot of Climbers Fest things happen over there. So there's no reason um, really why you should have gone over there. I mean, there's plenty of reasons. But um, so getting up every morning, I know that I'm going to be talking with people mm -hmm. all day. Um, so I... For my profession, regardless of whether or not I'm campaigning or canvassing or doing whatever, um, I work with a vocal coach just to maintain good vocal health. Yep, so yep. I do vocal warm-ups every morning. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Get up, do vocal warm-ups. Then I have my coffee. Um, trying to support all the local businesses. Absolutely no Starbucks. Why would we do that? Do you even have one here? We do. It's in the Safeway. It's okay. You don't even need to know that. What? Yeah, it's fine. Don't, okay. Don't even, it's, mm -mm, mm -mm, don't no. even go there. Thank you, Crooks Cafe. Oh, my God. Um, I think the bet, my favorite, we have a great local roaster here, which is Balsam Root Coffee. Also. Balsam Root? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that name. They're, they, I mean, they, they don't have a storefront right now, but their, uh, their beans are good. bees knees. Love them. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> um, my coffee this morning is from Lincoln Street Bakery. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's the only thing, like, that's the one thing I haven't done. I normally am. I like seek out all the nicest food I can find oh, yeah. in every area. And so that's like, I've realized in small towns, you start with bakeries. Oh yeah. We have so many bakeries. 
bakeries. Really? <laughs> yeah, there, there was a time where it was just like bakeries and thrift shops were like popping up like little daisies all over the place. I was like, what? I mean, these are my two favorite things and we also don't eat anymore. Um, okay, fair, <laughs> it was like, but... oh, it was a lot. It was like the market is overly saturated. Uh, though I do appreciate it. Thank you well, so nice. much. It was a lot. I will. After all of this, I'll take a short list because I'm going to take a little break. And oh, yeah. I definitely... That that's like my other favorite little town in America is Grand Junction. Ah <gasps> yes. Oh, you've been? Of course. Oh, I love it. I've been there. Have you been to the bagel shop off of Mount Downtown? No. So downtown, the like the downtown little strip where I can't remember. It's, it's probably Main Street, whatever it is. But right before it ends, and right before you kind of get to this like roundabout cul-de-sac, there's this little bakery, bagel shop, oh. and it hands down. The best store-bought cinnamon rolls I've ever had in the morning. They're sold out by, the shop opens at like 7. They're always sold out by 9. Mm -hmm. um, and the best bagel and locks I've ever had made this far inland. Okay, I was going to, like, we were about to throw down. But, uh, no, yeah, no, okay, no, no. this far I'm, inland. Uh, for the he record, okay, I am Jamaican. Great. I'm Caribbean, growing okay. up on the East Coast. Okay. I do not trust seafood this far inland. <laughs> like, people are like, oh, yep. we've got great seafood. And no. I'm like, it's Wyoming. No. Who said that? Why? No. Oh, okay. I, mean, I was going to no say. One. Realistically, okay. <laughs> I'm making it up. But even then, even living in Texas, people are like, like, there's one place I get oysters from in Texas, but only because I know the guy is ridiculously wealthy and he flies them in yeah. weekly. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll eat here. But even that, I'm like terrified. <laughs> like, if I can't smell the ocean or I don't know if it's within an hour's driving distance, like, I want nothing to do with it. So you that. don't want to go to Safeway and get sushi after this? I, their lobster was frozen. Solid. <laughs> They, do they have sushi? They do. Actually, it's not bad. It's not bad. You, we're working with what we got. I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything other than when I've been desperate and depressed. Mm, okay. I mean, well, depression sushi. sushi. Depression sushi it's, is a at thing. At least it's not like, I used to take a, the bus from Port Authority out to New Jersey when I lived in Jersey. So I take the bus from Port Authority on 42nd Street um, back up to Jersey and I would always stop like while waiting for the bus, uh, just, you know, pass through the Dwayne Reed. And I just couldn't get over the fact that they sold sushi in that place. It's like the, sushi here may be bad, but at least it's not Dwayne Reed Port Authority sushi. I mean, you know, the thing with it now is like you can become a sushi monger and learn, become a certified sushi chef on the Internet. You can take a cert and do it. It's like being licensed to marry. Ugh. I mean, you can do it in 15 minutes. Yes, so I know depressing. it's a dark. We live in a dark world, this but is... <laughs> we live in a very dark world. But depression sushi is like it's a, it's in its own subcategory. It's a vibe. Actually, that would be an interesting show. Like depression sushi. Yeah, depression sushi. Yeah. Like how bad is your depression sushi, or how good is your depression sushi? Like metaphorically and literally. Yes, yeah. I mean because I've definitely done that before. <laughs> oh, but God. usually it's all an all you can eat buffet, which is even more dangerous. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was a dark that, time in my life. You know that that's been sitting out for well too long. But we also, don't... you're depressed. You've been sitting out for a little too long, maybe. <laughs> See? It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. That was it's, fantastic. It's, it's real. We've all been there. Well, I, anybody that, that I'm hanging out with has definitely been there. I think everyone has been there. I just think not everybody's willing to admit they've been there. Or some people don't actually know. That was actually something, a realization that I ran into earlier this year that, like, I, I had to discover that, like, like oh, I am depressed and this is what depression is. I always thought it was just times that I needed to be more tough and resilient. Mm. And then when I learned, mm. I was like, 
oh, I just, I don't have to feel like shit. I, this is, this yeah. is just the way it's going on right now. Yeah. I understand I need to go through this. I can't go around it, under it, over it, you know, but you got to go through it. Yep. And that's it. But. Have you seen the film Everything Everywhere All at Once yet? No. Oh no. That film cured okay, my so depression. That I'm, film cured all of my mental health issues. Okay. So I'm already telling you right now, like I used to have a bunch of, uh, I used to in Dallas have a regular movie night. And everyone in the group had to pick a movie and then we would come and watch and we'd have an intermission and we would talk about the movie. That's why I like I saw Romper Stomper with Bro- was Russell Crowe's breakout career. Have you seen that? No. Oh my God. Like Ro- Russell, St- Russell Crowe makes the great Aussie neo-Nazi skinhead. I Well, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, that tracks. It does. Sorry, not sorry. No, no, no. But Romper Stomper was like, it was an amazing movie. Also, when I discovered Raging Bull, which yes. is the best last so, black and white all made, made movie so freaking good so good oh my god so good also that's when i discovered punch drunk love yes i mean you got some good ones in i mean i have a lot more but we can talk movies all day like i like if that's probably the one thing rock climbing cooking all day like nice food bougie food like i'm in this track right now where i make infused butter <gasps> i have like multiple infused i have t- this guy on the Instagram I follow, I made tequila, jalapeno, cilantro, lime, infused butter, and if you saute red onions in them. Oh, no. Oh, my God. And then if you have your own puree, like app, like an apple horseradish jam, brings it all out. But Fuck me up. Okay. I'm saying, food yep. all day. And mm-hmm. then movies. Movies. That's mm-hmm. basically it. I'm coming over to your house. You're more than welcome to. Great. It's a long drive. I mean, that's fine. Oh. I don't know if my car's going to make it, but... <laughs> I drive my grandma's 1994 uh, Crown Victoria, maroon uh, Crown Victoria. That, that was my first car. Oh my god! A 1980. Uh, it was a. I think it was a 1984, 1983 Crown Victoria LTD. Those are great. It was a hoss. I, I would buy that car again. That's funny. I tell my dad that. My dad is like, I know you would buy that car again. You love that car. Uh, I mean, I can't afford the gas in it, but I would definitely. I mean, buy can that. you? Can anybody afford the gas in? I drive a Prius. Right now? Oh, you're fine. Yeah, I mean, I granted like. My car cost $30 to fill up last week, and I was yeah. so mad because when I bought my Prius, it cost me $8 to fill up at Costco. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Like, I, like am I hurting? No. But am I grumpy? Yes. But do, should I really be grumpy? No. no you're fine. It cost yeah. me $80 to fill up my car. Oh, bag. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Mm-mm. So I'm not, I don't, we're not really going places. Also, the car wouldn't make, like, the only door that works is the driver's door. The windows don't roll down. I think the rear view mirror is duct taped to the side of it. I think also only in Wyoming can you get away with stuff like that. I mean, as long as the cops don't see, I think you can get away with oh, it. The cops have seen. The cops know me. <laughs> <laughs> Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, they definitely see. They definitely oh. see Elsie driving around. Wow. <laughs> Okay. It's, uh, okay. Anyway, once again, like all over the world here, like this is like this is one of the greatest and best episodes I've ever done in my life. So thank you for this. I'll this come is back anytime. Oh, oh, I you're going to be a regular. This and this is the oh, best. I, oh, if you're at this festival regularly, you're oh, going yes. to be a regular. Expect it. Ten out of ten. On. Um, I'll come find you wherever you are in Texas and just come on through Dallas, Texas. Oof. I'm always there. I, I mean, did... sadly to say, I'm always there. Well, unless I'm rock climbing, then I'm somewhere else. Is there good rock climbing in Dallas? No, there's not. I mean, there's like, it depends. Like. Is it good, comparatively speaking, to the rest of the United States? No, it's terrible. But is it good for what we have? It's just sharp, mean, and nailsy. Like, I guess, put it this way, rock climbing and, like, te- 
all the rock climbing except for Waco Tanks mm -hmm. is like living in New York. It's just mean yeah. and br brutal, yeah. but it's a love-hate relationship. You definitely, it makes you stronger. You do get better and you will become a much more proficient climber climbing on the stuff that we have in Texas because you just, it's one of those things like you can't be a bad rock climber and climb, like there's only one place you can be a kind of crappy rock climber and that's Rhymer's. You can climb, be kind of crappy and climb there. Great mm -hmm. all day. But like all the rest of the stuff, it's just hard, mm -hmm. very intuitive. I guess the word I would use is most climbing in Texas, except for a few places, is extremely reticent. Mm. And so, like, you need to spend the time understanding movement, understanding climbing, and building a relationship with the wall, which sounds so silly, but, like, not everything, everything that looks like a hold is not a hold, and everything that isn't a hold can be a hold. And you just, you need to spend time on the wall there in order to figure that out. Unlike here, I feel like everything is like, okay, this is great, that's obvious, this is this. This is it. And not for everything, like the hard stuff is hard. Yeah. But it's definitely different. You know what I love? Because I, as I've said before, like this is not technically my community, though it is a part of my community, rock yeah. climbing and all, all this jazz. Um, but what I love and appreciate so much about it and what I love and appreciate so much about my personal development in my definition of art. Mm -hmm. So my definition of art is anything and everything that is done with passion and attention to detail that changes the way how we see the world. Oh yeah. So I take that and I run with that and it can get a lot of people in a lot of different places mentally, but um, thusly I see everything as an art form. I absolutely see climbing as an art form. I, mean, I absolutely see like I, I use this as a metaphor a lot that I would watch a janitor scrub a toilet for hours if they did it with passion and attention to detail because I guarantee you that it would change the way that I saw the world. I mean, that's not untrue at all. I think everything, I think if everyone looked at it that way, if that, I think there's, um, have you ever read the Book of Five Rings? No, but I'm, I'll, I'm going to listen back to this episode and take notes on we'll, it we'll, with we'll, all the recommendations. We'll, we'll, yeah. I'll send you a bunch of stuff, but Great. it's written by, and I mentioned this earlier, but it's all about balance. Mm -hmm. And it was from the world's greatest samurai, and he's the one who created the two heavens. Mm. I think it's called the two heavens style. 67 to 68 matches, completely undefeated. The one and some matches to the death, mm. but the longest running samurai. And he talks about like, you cannot be a master of the sword if you cannot be a master of the tea ceremony or a master of the yes. bonsai tree. Yes. And it's all about balance. And I think the thing is, is like, I've definitely been a, and I've definitely been in a lifted meditative state and I get super fixated on cleaning. I get super fixated on that. And there is a rhythm. It's like, um, I don't know, like climbers, campers and hikers will understand this, but like, if someone's like, oh, I'm packing up my bag, I'll help you. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you, you can't pack my stuff up. Like there's a rhythm, there's an art form to it. And I think that the way that you see the world that way is the way the world actually is, but the reason why I believe other people won't see the world that is, is because it involves being thoughtful, involves being intuitive, intuitive of what's going on. It involves being intentional yes, and very intentional. And let's say like on a scale of like one to 10 and 10 is being so intentional. It's like your mom just being like your mom all up in your business. And the other one is like, you know, just no one cares. Yeah. It, I personally think you can, you can see a lot in the world operating on a consistent level of three and four. But I think most people want to be at a level of like two and one because they just want to be comfortable. But if you see it, I think as human beings, if you see it, we inherently want to take responsibility for it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Or we at least want to be able to have the right to say something about it. Yes. And the right the, to say things. Yeah. We really love that, don't we? 
I mean, this is a podcast, so I can't really say much. <laughs> um, wow. Definitely just roasted myself. <laughs> Moving on. But yeah, and I think that's the thing is, but like you can only go so far before you you're saying things needs to turn into some form of action, whether it's mm -hmm. internal action or external action. Mm -hmm. And whether that's internal action for you or encouraging it in someone else. But at some point you need to, but I think it's beautiful that you look at the world through that way, because I think you're always going to be able to see the interconnection and you're always going to be able to see that. And it makes sense now why you are doing what you're doing. It makes so much more sense because you. you're not, you are looking at the now, but you're also looking at how the now is like, okay, for example, you see a tree budding out of the ground. I believe that what you see in the exact same moment when you see the tree butt out of the ground is you see the tree as it germinates and comes out of the ground, and you also see the tree as this giant thing right over here yes. in a singular moment. You understand that they are not mutually ex exclusive. Yeah. And so I see that, in my opinion, that's why you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. Because you can see where things are going. You, whether you're right or wrong, you can at least see the general direction. Yes. And like, that's where the shift needs to start exactly. happening. Thank you for seeing me. What can I say? It's what I do best. Yeah. You do it very well. I, I try to. Yeah. That's You're why succeeding. I, well, at least you just succeeded in some aspect just now. So thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Um, Coaching for 20 years. You, little kids. You. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, kids are the, in, the most ultimate way to learn how to see yourself. Yes. Because they have. Mirrors. Mirrors oh, and gurus. They don't know what catfish means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuck, I love that. It's the truth. Um, I think we catfish ourselves most times. It's exhausting. It is. It is. And you know what the funny part about it is? It is so exhausting, but people don't understand why they're exhausted. Because it requires that a level of work to look into oneself. Mm -hmm. But like, it, once again, emotional dollars, spiritual dollars. Mm -hmm. But then you get so pissed off why you look in the mirror and you keep on catfishing yourself. But then you're upset that it's not changing, but then you're not willing to spend the dollars. It's like, it's I mean, that's like, like, that's what, isn't that the definition of insanity? Like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting, expecting different, different results, results right? Yes. But we don't realize that we operate in that. And so I guess maybe there's different levels of insanity. There's like a subconscious insanity. There's a consciousness. But then within those two things, it's like, we don't understand or the general mass does not understand that they operate that way yeah. on a consistent basis. Yeah. It's also very lonely when you realize Oh Stuff yeah, you, like that. well, I don't think people hit rock bottom enough. You have oh to. Oh my god, go how many rock bottoms have I hit? So many. I don't want to know. Oh my god. I mean, you're probably a well, you are a hard ass, so well played. <laughs> many, many, many. <laughs> I live. I'm a bottom feeder. Wow, dweller. This, I don't this know. This is escalated. <laughs> I mean, you got to think about it. We literally were like in the beginning talking about New York, Fifty Shades of Grey, and now we're moved on to right down to bottom feeders. So <laughs> moving on. This is an NC rated, NC seventeen rated podcast. I'm just letting everyone know. If you don't know what that means, then just keep on moving on. Don't Google it. Um, wow. So why have you never tried rock climbing, or have you? I have. Oh, I for sure have. Um, and it's just not been something that I've stayed with necessarily. Like I've enjoyed it, and like I've uh, climbed with Chris. Uh, a I was going to say a decent amount and he would listen to this and be like, you have not, uh, in his gym, but like, uh, <laughs> uh, that's like mostly where I've gone as an adult human, okay. but it's just not something that isn't where I find my flow. 
Okay. Um, and that's okay. Where do um, you find your flow? I find my flow in my art. So which you, exp- which spans a very broad spectrum. Do you feel like you, when you okay, when you say your art, is that painting, singing, like what is that on a daily basis for yeah. you? So I went to school for musical theater, which I think explains a lot for a lot of people. Right, yeah, yep. Um, I went to school for musical theater in New York. Um, I moved from here when I was eighteen, okay, and went straight there. Um, and then expanded from there. Mm-hmm. Yay, theater, film, TV, blah, 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 blah. Um, in 2019, I, do you know who Marina Abramovic is? No, but I will, I will ask the Oracle. 10 out of 10. Google. Yep. Um, she's a performance artist who's considered to be like the, the grandmother of modern performance art. Okay. Um, and there's this really wonderful, also Google this because it's just fabulous. Um, there's this wonderful clip of a performance art piece that she did at the Museum of Modern Art that was a part of a retrospective of her work called The Artist is Present. Ooh, I like the name. I think that you'll also really like this piece that she did. I'm into it. So this piece that she did, um, it took place over the course of three months. I used to know all the stats on this. I don't anymore. Um, approximately three months um, where she sat in an empty gallery space in the Museum of Modern Art across from an empty chair um, for, let's see, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day with no breaks. um, And anybody and everybody was welcome to come and sit with her as long as they wanted or needed. Um, And the purpose of this piece was to just be present with each other. So that's powerful. It's incredibly powerful. And there's also a great documentary out of the same name. Uh, the artist is present. I think it's on Amazon. Okay. That I would absolutely recommend just to give you more of an insight and into her and also specifically this piece and this, um, retrospective that was happening at the time. I think this was 2010. Okay. Um, and so she did this every day in the MoMA for three months. So, from that and from a, like her entire body of work is fascinating and I'm not going to get into it now, but you should really do a deep dive because it's some, some crazy, crazy cool stuff. Um, and she, I think now is more considered an endurance artist um, is how I define her work. I can see um, that. Because the, I, and there, there is such a difference between like endurance art, durational art and performance art. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've learned, as I've maneuvered this, ex- the exploration of this world, which was very new to me up until discovering her work. Um, and so there's this fabulous clip of, I think it's, I don't know, it's, if you Google it, it's not very long to watch. Um, but her former artistic partner and former lover okay. showed up to sit with her. And it's all filmed. Oh, I've seen You've this. You've seen it. It's oh, a very I've famous, se- wonderful piece. Oh, I've seen yeah. this. It's oh yeah, like it makes I you, have goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know same. what you're talking about. I have definitely seen this. This yeah. is powerful. It's it's beautiful, and it's it, it feels like it makes me cry every time I think I about it. And every time it pops up on 
whatever I'm on, whatever platform I'm on, like I'll always watch it and I'll keep watching it. And it's, I think that humans are really cute when we just like try to describe God or try to name things. And I think that in that experience, that's where I came to that conclusion for myself. Cause it's like the stuff that the exchanges that happen within that, you can't really put words to it. You can't really put names on We can try, yeah. but it's, um, like the stuff, the powerful stuff that happens in exchanges like that is beyond words, um, beyond names. So in 2019, this was November, 2019, I saw that pop up on my Facebook or something yeah. um, for the millionth time. Yes. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch this. And I kept watching it and kept watching. It. I was like, fuck, like, I wish that there was a way that I could experience that, like experience that with all of the limitations, with the people, with the place, with the thing. I like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to create that. I wish that I could do it just to see what that feels like, because it's more than just like, I'm going to go on a silent retreat or I'm going to go and sit with someone. I'm going to go into a meditation or I'm going to do whatever that the aspect, like the performance aspect of that and like the intentionality created around the art aspect of it adds a layer that you can't get if you're just, I don't want to say just, but if you're going out on your retreat or out on yeah. your whatever. Um, and so I went out on a, a job. I was shooting a, a TV show at the time and I was like sitting on set and I was very bored and I was like, fuck, I got to figure out a way to like create that space yeah, or like have that experience somehow. I don't know what that looks like. Um, and a few months prior, I had been approached by a woman a friend of mine who is from Jackson Hole um, and she was in New York at the time, was living in New York at the time and had gotten a grant, I think, to do, to cultivate a artist residency for any artist that she knew that happened to be from Wyoming to like, she had this space to create some art and she had been like, hey, do you want to do some stuff? And at the time I was like, I don't really know what I, I don't really have anything ready. I don't know what to do. At this point now, um, in that November, 2019, I was like, well, I remember that she had offered space to me. This is like the last three days of this residency. Maybe she'll let me do something like that in this gallery space in Chelsea. And so I like text, I was like, like on set, like in between takes, I was like, Hey, I have this like kind of weird idea. I don't really know how to describe it. It's essentially I'm 100% stealing totally this whole idea. I'm absolutely appropriating this piece. Yeah. Um, but would you be willing to maybe let me do it for like three days? And she said, yes. And I was like, great. So I like drew up all the marketing material. It was Thanksgiving the next day. And then the day after Thanksgiving, I did three days, 12 hour days, sitting in silence across from an empty chair. Anybody and everybody was welcome to come and sit for as long as they wanted or needed. I live streamed um, the whole thing. Wow. Um, and as something that like kind of bothered me about that residency was that it was all artists from Wyoming and the indigenous representation was very, 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 very light was very, very, very not as present as it should have been. We have an incredible amount of indigenous artists in this state and none of them were very present in that specific residency space. Um, okay. In my opinion. Yes. Yes. Um, and I was like, well, I don't really have in the course of three days. I was like, I can't fly anybody out right now. Like I can't, I don't know how to maneuver this. 
Um, but I would like to somehow utilize this presence to at least funnel some sort of attention or awareness or some sort of something. So I reached out to this amazing woman, uh, Lynette Grable, who's okay. also uh, running for public office. She, she ran against Liz Cheney in the last election cycle and is running again okay. in this election cycle. And she is the founder of an organization called Not Our Native Daughters, which highlights the missing and murdered indigenous women's yeah. uh, ep- epidemic. And so I reached out to her and I was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. It's kind of weird. I don't, I want to like, is it okay if I attach not our native daughters to it? Not like attach it, but like, Uh, can people. Can I collab? Yeah. And could I like at least put up your PayPal or a Venmo or some sort of something that if people come to experience this thing, at least there's some sort of funneled awareness in that direction. And like, you can get some money out of it. Like your organization should get money out of it. And there's at least that sort of presence there. Um, and she very graciously said yes. So that was able to be a part of that as well. It wasn't like that's wasn't the intention, like mm-hmm. going into it. But I was like, if I have the ability to do a thing, whatever, that's important and it should be more present anyway. Um, so I did that. That could be a whole episode in and of itself. Oh, yeah. Um, but- that. That, yeah, we're going to have multiple. I've already decided. Great, okay, yeah, great. good, 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 um, good. So I, I don't want to bore anybody or get into that no, now. No, there's it's nothing long, boring. Okay. This is all, um, <laughs> I, I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. So let's just go on that. Because <laughs> that's a very long and amazing experience that I wish, I wish many things for many people in this world. One of my great wishes is that I wish that every single person could do something like that with those exact restrictions in in a space like that because yeah i I think that it's like the limitations that i chose like the rules that i created for myself that it's like you're not going to eat you're not going to drink you're not allowed to nap you're not allowed to go anywhere move you're not like movement should be limited you should just be doing hey um within those limitations i think that that is where like the heightened sense of the experience came from yeah What's great about that is because I made all these rules for myself, I was allowed to break all of them. So like sitting there and knowing that I could do that and that I still had to show up and have that follow through if I wanted, like I was doing it for me to have that follow through. I was doing it for the experience. And if people show up, that's awesome. If not, I'm still having an experience either way. Like I win either way. Yeah. Side note, I also look at this election as that as well. Like I've already won just by showing up and by the experiences that I've had in doing so. So like I say, everyone should run for public office at least once worth the $25 filing fee. That's how much it is to file here. Um, And like what you learn from any experience that you show up within is priceless. Like you've already won just by showing up. Agreed. Agreed. Um, So within rewinding, going back to, so the piece was called silence is what I chose to name it. Within doing that, I wish that experience for all the peeps. Um, say whatever you want to say. What do you want? Do you want to say? Do you know the name of this podcast? I don't. Sends and suffers. <gasps> My whole point is to talk to everybody. I want to talk to everybody. I want to talk to people and know the suffering and the sending they have done in their life to make them the individual and the person that they are in front of my microphone today. And I truly believe you have embodied this moment far more than 
any person I have ever had on this episode. Most of them are climbers, hikers, adventurers, but I think you have so elegantly put it and talking about your own story and talking about how you have seen something, you have taken it and appropriated it in a way with, I believe is respectful and kindful. And then also even giving a way that you can give back and you can share and you can do in that moment, you have created a situation where your suffering in a way was a part of your growth and your suffering in a way could be easily so broken at any moment, but you held fast to that. And that is growth and it's, finest and most truest form on a spiritual, on a physical, on an emotional level. And I think that is um, utterly amazing. And I see why you are sending and I see why you are reaching for what you are doing. And it makes so much sense. And I sit here in absolute awe and I sit here in absolute wonder Once again, I see you budding because you're young and vibrant, but I also see you towering and like a California red, a redwood. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, where in the world are you not going to? Like a, a redwood tree has so many thing, things. It casts a beautiful shade and allows things to grow. It stops harmful winds from ripping things out. It allows to hold the soil so the desert, so lands don't turn into a desert. It also holds moisture in. Like I see all these other things that are going to happen just by sheer byproduct of you turning yourself into the person that you're going to be and the person that you are now. And it is just, it, it's, it's honestly a little bewildering. It like, like literally, it's, it's, it's genuinely bewildering because I'm like, like, holy fuck, I am like in the makings of watching a giant and... I'm excited for you. And whether this, you know, this set, this political race is it, it's not it, but whether this political race is a win or a loss, as we both agree, you're, you showed up. But I think what you're really saying is, is like, at the end of the day, take the risk for showing up for yourself. Yes. And you've it, already it, won if you take the risk. And it's just, but yeah, it's just, I'm just moved. I'm very, very, very moved. And mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm. I I feel very lucky, and like this was like a happen chance. I know. I know, and I'm just like ecstatic. And now Same. I, I want to like go to the store and make a friendship bracelet for you. <gasps> yes, I would love that. Oh, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Like this, like it was just like coming all over me, and I'm like listening to you. I'm like Mario, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. I was like, oh no, he can't. He has to say whatever's gonna happen. Has yeah, to come out. Yeah, that was. It's just. Yeah, uh, you know, REI has a thing they say, you know, women are a force of nature. And it's been a while since I've met one. Oh, to preface all of this, uh, again, my name is Oakley Boycott. My pronouns are she, her, they, them. So I identify as non-binary. And also I think that that is a really... The discovery and the evolution of my exploration within my gender identity and gender expression, I think, is truly fundamental in everything that you've just said in looking at the world not as a binary system yeah truth 
which I could be a whole episode in and of itself. So I'm not going to di- deep dive uh, into that one. But just, I think we just need to accept that we're going to have a running series. I mean, we could just start our own. Uh, no, I that? actually I have an idea <laughs> in my head that cool. I want to I want to spit by you. Cool. And I yes. think it would. It, it's weird, but I, I yeah, we'll, Do, we'll talk about it. No later. such we'll, thing. There's we'll, no such thing as truly weird. Oh, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. In my world, like try me, try to shock me. I mean, come, come at me. I'm not, I'm, I, I, mean, am, I don't think you're even going to try. I think you're I, just going to show up I am a gambling you. man, but I weigh the odds of bets that I take, and this is not a bet I'm willing to take. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yep. I'm smart enough to know. <laughs> I'm smart enough to know when the odds are against me. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I do not. I want to, we need to have another talk. Totally. But I definitely want to bring this to a close, not because I want to, but I also want to have a moment. We have talked about so much and I think and I think in the world of podcasts it's very easy just when you when you vibe with someone so well and you you guys are on, we're both on the same level and we're both vibrating it's easy just to let it go and yeah. let it go and let it go but I think we have to find places where we can kind of put a pause and allow the community to digest yeah I agree. what's happening and this is not a meal this is a smorgasbord. Yeah, we didn't actually finish any of the things we started talking about. We are going to. Yeah, but, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah, but I think, that, but you once again, I think the thing that we hit the most on then is like really understanding who you are. Where do you come from? What has made you you? And I think that's what's the most important thing. And this podcast, I think there are only three kinds of podcasts in the world. There's the one you learn from, like a cooking show. There's the one where you're a part of the conversation and there's the one where you're on the fly on the wall. And I think this is probably one of the best episodes I've ever done where I always aim for the latter two. Mm. And, you know, I felt like a fly on the wall just listening to you and I'm sitting here hosting the show. <laughs> and I'm just like, do I belong here? Thank you for listening. I sometimes worry <sighs> if, you ever if z- people listen. If you ever zip that mouth shut of you, yours, I will come after you. Okay. Thank you. That's a promise. Great. Yes. <laughs> if people want to find you, follow you, support you now and for all of eternity, how do they do that? Um, I am. I used to say that I'm the most stalkable person in the history of the world. Um, if you Google me, you can find all of wherever I am at any given moment. But I am on all the socials except for Twitter. I just deleted my Twitter because I... Toxic. Yep. It's a wasteland. Kinda, it's a little, you know, I try to, I try to look at all this stuff as tools, not weights. It just is for everything in nope, life. Nope, and like, nope. and especially with social media and all that jazz, but I'm not, sorry. I am on Instagram. Um, my personal Instagram is at Oakley boycott, O-A-K-L-E-Y-B-O-Y-C-O-T-T. And then my city council campaign Instagram is at Y-W-Y Oakley for council. When is the vote happening? So the primary elections are going to be August 16th, and then the general elections are going to be November 2nd. Beautiful. I yeah. know when to air this. Thank you. Thank yes. you very much. Um, otherwise, I mean, get on my website and send me an email. Send me a contact info form. <laughs> Find me on the things. Check out my weird art stuff and all the things. There's so much. Yeah. There's so much crap out there about me that it's, I think it's hard for people to be like, what is this person? What's happening? I think that's beautiful. You know, (laughs) like you have a lot going on, but it's, I think you have a lot going on, 
but I also, if someone takes the time to look and then to meet, yes, I think you can see that like you are on this, you are on a non-linear path, but it is, it is narrowing. So it can only widen later on in the future. Yep. So thank you for your time. You are the most wonderful, lovely human being. And this has been more of a treat for me than you will ever possibly ever imagine. Ditto. I'm so glad I listened to like to myself and I wasn't going to come here today. I was supposed to be canvassing and walking through my neighborhood. And this is just yeah. a different type of neighborhood. Well, you can still canvas. I mean, I, can, I mean, it's kind of hot right now. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I think I'm just going to keep like trusting my intuition and show up where I'm supposed to. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. I would say you didn't need a bigger sun. You need a sun hat. I do. Oh, boy. Anyway. All right. To be continued. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Oakley Boycott. Listening back to this thing, the performance that she appropriated brought tears to my eyes of just this emotional, overwhelming thing. If you have not seen this performance that she talks about, that she was able to appropriate, you need to watch it. It is one of those things that will just move you. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Oakley Boycott. And if you are interested in hearing more conversations ahead when everybody else gets to hear them, check me out on my Patreon, where I release episodes early. And I also do a monthly and personal blog recap. And remember, you got to ask yourself sometimes, if you're not suffering, are you really even sending it all? Don't not